broadcasting live. We are at Road America in beautiful Elkhart Lake, Wisconsin. And uh, love it up here. You know that place near and dear to my heart uh, always. And, uh, by the way, thanks to uh, John Ebert for coming in a little while ago and joining us and giving us the update on everything new here at Road America. And uh, to, you know, to say thanks to everybody that's – we've actually had a few people that have come by the media center here, knocked on the door, said, hey, Bill Michaels here. So good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, love it when uh, people come up and enjoy something that we say, hey, uh, take a shot. Go, uh, go try it out. And then if you enjoy it, let us know. So uh, just a, another terrific day. At Road America, and, this, and it's pretty much for a day that was predicted to be on and off rain. Everything pretty much got out of here this morning. When I got here at seven seven fifteen ish, everything was pretty much gone. Uh, the, the clouds were starting to break up, and the the sun was starting to come through. And it's been on and off sun throughout the day. It's uh, like mid seventies uh, right now, upper sixties, low seventies. Uh, I will say this, the air conditioning works, damn. Uh, it's almost like, uh, you know, a meat locker in here. <laughs> so uh, the the air conditioning works, but everything else outside is fantastic. So uh, thanks to the, all, the whole staff here at Road America for making us feel at home and helping us out and giving us, giving us the ESPN studio, which is, um, you know, when ESPN comes in and covers IndyCar, NASCAR, whatever, and uh, NASCAR come, came here last year and, we're in their studio where they have all the, the broadcasters and commentators. This is their studio. And they said, no, well, this year we're giving it to Bill. So I'm, I'm liking it, enjoying it. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Now, we were sitting here talking about legacies and Gutekinds and Favre and Rogers and all that kind of stuff. Thomas says Favre's legacy currently circling the drain in Mississippi. That's a whole other deal. It really is. For Excuse me for what's going on down there. I, I don't even know where that plays into legacy wise with Packers fans because some fans will say, "Oh, it's he's fine. He didn't do anything." Others look at it and go, "You know, yeah, he did. He took his celebrity just like when you think you're the biggest fish in the pond, and suddenly Jen Sturger was starting to get you know pictures of roots and Crocs." Um, Relax. Kind of you kind of get kind of get above your skis a little bit, and then. You know, things happen, and all of a sudden you get caught, and you're like, oh, my God, you know. Because um, apparently some of the text messages are pretty damning that they had the evidence thereof. Uh, but uh, you know what? Everybody else that was turning over the evidence, I guess, they were all going to doing some tor- type of jail stint. And Favre is not, at least not as of yet. So you just wonder what's going to eventually come of all of that. Um, Jason says that... Uh, the uh, that Rogers knows his legacy was affected. It's why he's operated the way he has. Um, in the immediacy, in in the immediacy, yes. In the immediacy, yes, I will agree with that. And the reason being, you can just tell because. There was actually words that became known as Rogers fatigue. There was a lot of people that, look, you know, you and I, we all talk about it. And fantastic quarterback. You'd love to have, you, you would have loved to have kept him, you know. You would love to have hung on to, you know, Aaron Rodgers for a longer period of time. Run it back. Get another opportunity. But you also know 
that a couple of things happened. He took the money. Yep, you know, hamstrung the team, took the money. Secondly, the wishy-washiness, the the McAfee show, the who was the guy, the Audrey, Aubrey, whatever it was, podcast, the ayahuasca, some of the stuff that was a little aloof, um, kind of throwing some shade at Goody and the gang, you know, and, and making claims that turned out to be, you know, for all intents and purposes, false. Uh, and it's like, why, why would you do that? You know, why, why would you, why would you make those claims that can be proven and you, you're going to look like a liar and why take the shot? And then obviously the last year, uh, you know, where the thumb got injured and he didn't look like himself, not coming in for the OTAs and minicamps, seemingly to take all the money and just kind of go through the motions. And that burned, burned a lot of people. So, you know, and Thomas says it's all about recency bias and that's a, probably a, a really good description of it. Probably a really good description of it. But I don't think it lasts. I really don't. I don't think it lasts. I think it it uh, will again eventually get washed away. Now, Jason said also asking for trades to San Francisco and talking about that, going back to the draft day, which, yeah, I, I understand that. Um. And then coming out of the darkness, saying he wanted to be traded to the Jets when he went in, thinking he was 90% retired. Uh, Lloyd says over on the live stream, he says, Farr's been the luckiest guy in the world to have very few of the things that people have accused of him, him of sticking over the years for what we know, what he did versus the stories of him that make him look so, we'll just say, bad, if you believe some of the accusers, so to speak. Uh, 877-867-1670. I, like I said, I think time... When time goes by, you appreciate the success and what we had a chance to witness over the, over the years. I, I just, I really do. Let's go to the phone calls. Let's go to Sandy. Sandy, welcome to welcome to the program. Hi. Hey, Sandy. How are you? I'm doing good today. What you thinking? Well, as a season ticket holder, I got to say that I'm disappointed in how this whole thing panned out with Rogers. Mm -hmm. Uh, He said, he said stuff, and we're never really going to know what happened. Um, I think that as a whole, Packer fans hold uh, people like Rodgers to a higher standard and felt that, you know, he fell short for everything that he did towards the end there, uh, beginning with the immunized business um, and going on from there. Um, I don't have a real high opinion of Gutekunst. Um, I'm hoping that things go well with love. I'm not expecting more than a 50-50 season uh, just because of the fact that he's got basically all new weapons with the exception of Christian Watson, uh, that it's just it's going to be wait and see. Sandy, if they have, say, a close to 50-50 season, as you put it, is that considered, though, a success or is that considered a failure? I think it's considered a success. Um, You look at the existing line the way it is and how many of them continue to be reshuffled. Um, And I guess that's going to be a big part of of the whole thing, too. Bakhtiari's only got one year left. Um, And how well they protect love uh, will be a big key to what happens. Um, Uh I'm not a real fan of Joe Barry. I think it was a mistake for LaFleur to keep him 
I think that uh, we may see if things don't go well the first half of the season, him getting canned, and they might move somebody like the special teams coach into that position instead. Uh, I wish I wish Rogers well. Um, and I was hoping, like a lot of people, that he was going to retire as a Packer. Um, he didn't want to because of the soap opera that was going on. And I'm hoping that, you know, five, six years down the line, when he's retired and the Packers then, I think, will retire his number as well as they, as well they should. Yeah, I like you said, I think uh, five, six years down the line, I think time heals all wounds. Appreciate the phone call, Sandy. Um, I, I don't think that the, I put it this way, the fatigue wears off, the fatigue wears off and uh, that I would, that I would agree with the fatigue just wears off. Ryan says, uh, Hey guys, the bottom line is this. We will remember Rogers in one of two ways. A guy that left us too soon because he just flat out wanted out and Jordan love stunk and we were left holding the bag or. Rodgers moves on, does okay, gets us a first-round draft choice. Jordan Love is the real deal. And out of that first-round draft choice, we get another weapon to help out our new quarterback. One of two ways, that could be where legacy is tied. He's always going to have the Super Bowl and great statistics. But ultimately, in the end, the way it just kind of crashed and burned with attitudes, egos, and divaness uh, is not going to sit well with me for some time. That's from Ryan. Ryan, appreciate the email. 877-867-1670. Greg says, uh, hey, guys, all this talk about legacy. Uh, We're not even outside of the actual Rodgers loop yet. Uh, Things need to happen for Rodgers to actually have a legacy. Do you think he expounds upon it if he goes to the the New York Jets and wins a Super Bowl? uh, How do you think Packers fans are going to feel about him then? Honestly, I think it would depend on what Jordan Love does. If Rodgers goes and wins a Super Bowl, I think it. If Rodgers goes and wins the Super Bowl, it's going to have one of two things are going to happen. Either people are going to be pissed that the Packers traded him away, and Goody started the clock. Especially if Jordan Love is turns out to have a bad season. If Jordan Love looks bad, Rodgers wins the Super Bowl. It's going to be all of this drama. All of this, you know, was started by the Jordan Love pick to begin with. So the unnecessary, the necessity of it all, um, people are going to be mad. Or or people are going to be pissed at Rodgers because they're going to say, had you come here last year, had you worked with these young guys, had you been better, had you not taken a year of just this nonchalant, I want all the money and I'm not going to work hard attitude, at least perceptually, that... You know, he comes in, he works hard with Christian Watson, Romeo Dubs, throws throws the ball to the open receiver, you know, yada, yada, yada. And they actually get into the postseason and win. That will be what people think. One or the other. I shouldn't say that will be what they think. That's It could go one way or the other. It's going to be, why didn't you do that when you were here? Come in early, work with these young guys, try to get on the same page, you know, all that stuff. Or because the Packers could have won one, or it's going to be, you know, the opposite side of the coin, it's going to be anger and ire at Goody, especially if Jordan Love doesn't turn out to be all that in a bag of chips. So 877-867-1670. Hit us up again, 877-867-1670. Uh, if you want to find us, please feel free 
go ahead and do so. Hey, uh, this weekend, I'm sure at some point, because the weather's going to be nice, at some point this weekend, you're heading out on the patio. And if you want patio furniture, it is the best. That's the reason people come from all over the state of Wisconsin and well beyond the border south. They come up to Blue Mound Road in Brookfield to our friends at Master Z's for patio furniture, umbrellas, uh, outdoor lighting, indoor lighting, game tables, hammocks, uh, everything. Outdoor bar stools, Adirondack chairs, uh, outdoor the bar and bar stools that come along with it, a whole setup, grills and accessories. They've got it all, fire pits, gas and wood. They've got it. That's our friends at Master Z's. Great stuff, and the best part about it is their showroom is enormous. And as they say, see it today, have it tomorrow. That is our friends at Master Z's, Blue Mound Road in Brookfield. Call them, 262-746-5931, 262-746-5931. For all of the in, in-store specials, give them a shout. That's Master Z's, Blue Mound Road in Brookfield. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. I was telling you uh, earlier this week, and I closed. Thing uh, next Monday, but uh, I was advised uh, that every homeowner should have a home equity line of credit, especially in tumultuous times. And uh, so my buddy Scott uh, Ellis and uh, our friends over there at Team Ellis from Homeside Financial said, yeah, you should probably do that and uh, pull out some of the equity. And you don't have to use it. It's just like a checking account. You don't have to use it, you know. You only pay on what you what you use, but that way it's there in case something happens. It's there for emergencies, especially in times like now where uh, the interest rates are getting crazy and that way when the interest rates comes down you're not you know you're not soaked on anything uh, the interest rate on something like that is much better than even your credit cards pay everything off build your credit whatever it may, it may be but if you're looking for a pre-approval for a mortgage if you're looking for a mortgage if you're looking for a refi home equity line of credit or you want to go buy a new house and you just want to find out all the details, my buddy Scott Ellis and uh, and Homeside Financial, they got you covered. 414-791-7771, 414-791-7771, and uh, Scott's a great guy. He was always available to me whenever I needed him, answered every question and had even more information and probably I, I really was in search of, but it was very, very thorough. Really good guy. Again, 414-791-7771, anywhere. In the state of Wisconsin, good stuff from my buddy Scott Ellis and our friends over there at uh, Homeside Financial. Um, the uh, let's see here, um, the a, a couple of different things because there's a whole lot of discussion on the live stream uh, that I want to get to, and obviously there's uh, some some calls I want to get to. Uh, so let's start with the calls first, and then I'll get over to the live stream comments. Let's go to Ken listening to us in Green Bay. Ken, how you doing today, man? What's going on? I'm doing great, Bill. I really love your show. Thank um, you. You know, uh, I'm interested in Gutica's legacy. Of, if love's the real deal, we'll love him. But here's a guy who alienated one of the best quarterbacks in the history of football by drafting love and not, you know, dealing with uh, his ego. He alienated one of the best wide receivers in the history of football, uh, Adams, who ended up going out there. And while I'm upset with Rodgers and the money, Budacrest agreed to it. If, you know, he, he could have said no and, and moved mm-hmm. on. So, you know, a lot's, a lot's resting on love. But, uh, you know, Gutekrest and uh, and Mark Murphy, I mean, it's, it's amazing how they're just spotless in all of this. That's it. Thanks a lot. 
Appreciate it, pal. Um, that's an interesting take when you say alienate. Um, I agree 100% that the timing of the pick of – now, you'll feel different, Ken, if Jordan Love turns out to be Aaron Rodgers 2.0. I don't think he will, but I'm just I'm just throwing it out there because you'll feel different in three years and you'll go, wow, what a terrific pick at a really weird time. Much like when Ted Thompson took Aaron Rodgers and everybody went crazy and said, oh, are you kidding me? Um, then this pick is going to turn out to be just another pick that takes the Packers for yet another decade or so in the next 15 years. And you'll just be ecstatic. And then, then the tune will change. But I agree with you because of what we know and where we are today. The pick was an ill-advised pick. And when you talk about the alienation, not many not many players in the league get the courtesy of a general manager calling them before they make picks at the draft. So the elite few do. I don't it was it was the wrong pick. It it was it, it could turn out to be the right pick at the wrong time. But it was just the timing of it. You're coming off of an NFC championship run, and you think, okay, you need two or three pieces in your back, man. And instead, you took a quarterback. And you traded up to get him. I mean, there was a significant message there that this was the guy we have to have. It's not like, oh, this guy fell to us, and we just took him because we felt he was, you know, uh, maybe a good replacement down the road for Aaron Rodgers. You traded up to get him. Had they not traded up to get him, then it might end up being a little bit different. But they traded up to get him, which started the clock, as we all know. So when you talk about the alienation of the quarterback, yes. The alienation of Devontae Adams. That I'll take a little bit of umbrage with. Yes, Adams wanted to leave. It was, but it was you had to deal with the quarterback in that situation first before you could deal with Devontae Adams. So it's very convenient for Gutekinds to say, hey, Aaron hasn't made up his mind. There's nothing we can do for you. Because they could have been proactive. They could have said, I, to, to the opposite, they could have said, hey, Devontae, we're going to sign you to a big contract. We're going to give you what you want, set you up for the rest of your life. You're going to be good to go. And then said to Aaron, hey, we're keeping your guy with you. You know, we want to do everything we can to pay him. You know, we know that you got to get paid too, but we, we just feel like we got to take care of him too. You want us to keep these key pieces. We So they could have done that, absolutely. You know, and then kind of put, uh, you know, hey, put your money where your mouth is type of comment to Aaron Rodgers because he wanted them to keep all these guys. And Devontae wanted to get paid. Once you got after that, that that's not last year, but the year prior, once you got past that, Devontae didn't care anymore because he knocked on the door and knocked on the door and knocked on the door and knocked on the door, and nobody answered the door because they had to deal with Rodgers. Rodgers was the priority. And finally, he's like, you know what? To hell with this. I'll go be successful with anybody. I'll go do my own thing. And that's ultimately what he did. So not as much to the Devontae comment, although some some blame certainly goes to the front office but more so to the the Aaron comment, that I agree with. But like I said, if, say, in three years we're sitting here, and and I think I'm with you, I'm kind of like, I don't think I'm going to see much out of Jordan Love, but let's knock on wood and say the 
the best possible scenario happens. Then you look back on it and go, what a ballsy call. Because that's what everybody said about Ted Thompson. Now, Ted didn't trade up to get Aaron. Aaron fell. And Favre has nobody to blame but himself. Had He's even said, had he had a chance to do a, you know certain things differently, he would. He probably still would be stubborn and still would, you know, one out and go play for the Vikings and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, because he even told me that in an interview. But had they traded up to get Rodgers, Favre would have been pissed. Favre would have been pissed. But Rodgers fell to them. Remember, and remember, Rodgers, unlike Love, Rodgers, it was either Aaron Rodgers or Alex Smith. One of those two was going number one. They never thought that the other would fall to 24 in a quarterback-driven league. So Rodgers falls and falls and falls, and we see him in the green room and looking just demoralized, and then finally the Packers call because he was there. And Ted's like, God, I can't believe this guy fell. This, this guy's fantastic. So we best player available. we got to take him. So while it might have made Brett mad, they didn't trade up to get him. Jordan Love, on the other hand, Jordan Love it, on many draft boards was not a first-round draft choice. He was m- maybe second, mid-second. I mean, I, there were some that even said possibly a high third. But yet the Packers traded up to get him. So, yes, that kind of ignited the fire. I'll, I'll agree with that. 877-867-1670, Um John says, to me, the Jordan Love pick was totally appropriate at the time. Aaron Rodgers looked to be declining. And a fourth rounder to get a guy on their board that they valued, not a problem. See, I, I don't know. Because that was really the first time we had seen a down season out of Aaron Rodgers. And if you just looked at Rodgers and what what he brought to the table, if you knew him, you know, maybe that's Rodgers' whole, you know, maybe that's his whole makeup in the argument is like if you took time to really know me, You'd know I'm bouncing back. You'd know I've got it in me. You know I'm going to, uh, you know, conquer and overcome anybody that doubts me. That's what he does. That's why I think this year he's going to have a hell of a year. He is. He is newly focused. He is. He's enjoying the the life. And now maybe he, he could end up enjoying it too much. Uh, but all the attention that New York brings versus Green Bay, so a drastically different scene and setting. But uh, but I, I think he's going to bounce back again this year and have a hell of a year. I do. It wouldn't surprise me one iota. As a matter of fact, I, I, I've said it all along, that one of the things that I was banking on, if they kept him, was they're going to have a good year at Aaron Rodgers. It's the rest of the team if they can keep up, so to speak, defensively, with the weaponry, all that kind of stuff. Because... I just have this feeling Favre is or Favre is Rogers is gonna he's gonna kill it. He's gonna kill it this year. And we're gonna sit back and watch and go, ah, damn it. But can't say we didn't see it coming. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Uh Jason said, let's keep it in perspective. Aaron Rodgers is a soon to be forty year old quarterback. Yeah. No, I agree with that. 
I agree with that. I still think, though, he's got two years in him. I, what you were banking on was, is Jordan Love going to be better in this window now to win a Super Bowl versus a 39, 40, 41-year-old quarterback? I, part of the problem was, and still is, and if you think about it this way, if Rodgers doesn't sign that contract, right, if it's not for $150 million bucks, say it's, you know, he doesn't have to be the highest paid player. Say he says, you know, hey, let's just make it, you know, $25 million a year for the next, you know, three or four years. $25 million a year. I got mine. Go out and buy me a, a – go, go out – give me the promise. I'll sign for less, but go out and give me the promise that you're going to get more. You're going to get more weapons. I think it's a done deal. I don't even think we're talking about uh, Jordan Love at this point. The money became an albatross. The money became part of the sticking point because you can't go out and buy additional players to help him, and he's seemingly not thrilled with what's going on. And he's making a ton of money. You're going to owe him a ton of money. It's going to hand, hand, hamstring the team. Had it been a $25 million a year for the next three or four-year contract, I think it's different. But it wasn't. It became an issue. And you had to figure out what point in time do you cut bait. And maybe you cut bait a year ahead of time. Maybe you should have cut bait a year prior. 877-867-1670. Give us a shout. Cars going back out on the track and uh, here at Road America. Some of the old ones, real old cars, kind of cool. Uh, by the way, they if you're in the area tonight, and I, for those that live in the Elkhart Lake area, you know this, but all these vintage cars, they drive them on the street, too. They take them downtown, and they're all parked uh, up in the uh, up in the turn up there just off of 67, and it's just a really cool night tonight. So if you uh, are in the area and you're going to go for a fish fry and you want to come up and see all of these cars up close and personal, Tonight's the night. They they take all these cars, they drive them out on the street, up into Elkhart Lake, up into downtown. They park them all right against the the road, and they shut down some area up there. It's just it's a cool night. It's a celebration of vintage racing tonight. So if you've never been a part of it, uh, it's a, it's a really really cool event. Really really cool evening. Let's do this. We're gonna step away. We're gonna take a quick break. Cars are back out on the track. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up right up. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Broadcasting live out of the studios here at the start-finish line at uh, Road America and just enjoying uh, enjoying the time here, uh, for sure, without a doubt. 877-867-1670, If you want to find us, please feel free. Go ahead and do so. Um, so here's the question, and, and Ben, now you were – I, I got to go back to something you had said and, and kind of posted towards me. Uh, that when you look at what we were talking about Gudikins before and what he took over and the mess that he took over to where they are today, what would you say the job Gudikins has done has been? Well, I've spent days when you've been off, actually. Uh, some I, Being an apologist, probably. Probably going too far over the top. 
I but I think he I think he's done a phenomenal job from start to finish. Where yeah, the, the quarterback stuff and the off the field stuff is one thing, and drafting love is part of it. But what, you would agree, right, that when he took over, the roster was somewhat in shambles and and needed to be built up. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it was it was not good when he took over because Ted had kind of let a few things wane in his final couple of years here. So he so goes. I agree with from that. They they go to the NFC title game and get run over, but uh, clearly the roster wasn't even ready at that point. And then there were some free agent moves, and whether it's the draft or, or free agency, but I, I argue that he put together from somewhat of a shambled roster, he put together two Super Bowl teams. They just didn't win. Two championship-caliber teams. Mm-hmm. It's a shame they didn't win, but I would argue they did not win, not because of the wrongdoings by Gudikins, but because of things like sometimes you have championship teams and you just don't get it done and it stinks for for the legacy but in terms of the process of putting a team together i argue right. those teams were there uh so and then obviously it's really hard to maintain it once you get guys that get older and when more money comes into play the quarterback drama starts but I think he has proven as a general manager that he has the ability to take a somewhat shambled roster and in two years or a year and a half turn it around to one that can go and win instantly um okay so first of all i'll I'll agree with that because they've had opportunities so and 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 this was a question that was posed to me and i'm i'll ask this kind of out loud uh tim bob says here's the question if rogers and the packers were to have come to a resolution and then he ends up staying in green bay what would change and what would the expectations of the Green Bay Packers be over the next two to four years? It, which is fascinating because what would change is most likely Jordan Love would have been traded away. Uh, the salary cap ramifications, they probably would have renegotiated the contract and pushed the money more down the road. Um, not much as far as personnel goes because if you still have Rogers' salary, to, in essence, you do this year, if you still have that salary to pay for, you uh, you don't have the money to go out and spend and buy in free agents. So what would have changed? Probably nothing. The only thing that I could say would change this year would have been the level of quarterback play. You know, barring injury, which is always the X factor, barring injury, I, I, I do expect and would have expected Aaron Rodgers to play extremely well, whether it's in New York or Green Bay. And the only thing after that would be, how the defense holds up and if the defense holds up and the new additions are there and Lucas Van Ness proves to be serviceable and Rashawn Gary and Stokes come back and Devontae White's the real deal and go on and on. If all of that happens then, and Joe Barry is, you know, a better version of Joe Barry, then I think I would expect a team that would probably have legitimate postseason aspirations and maybe beyond for this year. For this year, I would argue him had he returned the three to five year outlook is a lot worse than it is right now. Well, yeah, because you would have you'd be cash strapped. That contract would have cash strapped. I mean, and and again, uh, you know, the contract was as big of a reason to get rid of him as last season and all the other intricacies or eccentricities that you're putting up with were. But this season could have been a legitimate shot, but I agree with you. Then after this season, it was like time to pay the piper. 
and you would have most likely, unless you told Jordan Love one more year, but if say it's the next two to four years with Love, or with Rogers, Love is gone. You're trading him for something, whatever you can get out of him. So I don't think much would have changed. And so there you go. Hey, Robin, uh, look, read the thread, man. Rob, he keeps saying, why are you talking about Aaron Rodgers? Well, read the thread. People are asking questions. We were talking about legacies and what legacies would mean, both to Favre, to Goody, and to Rice. Because you come in late to the program doesn't mean we're going to kowtow to you. So if you don't like it, move somewhere else. I don't have a problem with that. 877-867-1670. Tim Bob says, hey, what's the definition of insanity? Doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. Yes, that I agree with. But sometimes it just depends on the level of play and the personnel you have. Second year of maturity out of Devontae Wyatt and uh, and Quay Walker. Okay. Second year of maturity out of Christian Watson, Romeo Dubs, Samari Torre. Does that does that get better? Because they're not the same players they were last year. It's not the same thing. I mean, I understand what you're saying. You're trying to make the point, saying that well, if we did it again, it was just going to be the exact same results. You just don't know. But all I've said is, and I still consistently say is, in the two. And, again, I'm not saying that Jordan Love's not going to be good. I'm just saying in the two, you would have had a more assured chance of winning with Rodgers than without. Now, were they going to win a Super Bowl? I doubt it. So all you did was start the Love era. And, you know, again, I I know that, you know, Tom Clemens is at the uh, the podium today and talking about, you know, the good things they see in Jordan Love. But, I, to me, it's wait and see. Always has been, always will be. Because everybody looks good right now. And, Ben, you always say it. This time of year, everybody looks good. They're in the best shape of their life. They feel great, you know, until you start hitting people. And then you find out if you are in the best shape of your life or if you feel great or if you have that ability or if something has escaped you. And we'll wait and see. Um. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Jason says you can't hypothesize uh, Rogers' increased involvement. I'm saying, I think would he have come back this year? I don't know, but I'm just saying that I believe he's going to have a good season, just based upon the track record of any time he's doubted, any time he's been down, any time people start to count him out, he's come back with a vengeance. Now, at some point, Father Time's going to grab you by the ankles and said, "No, you just don't have it anymore." And that I understand. I just don't think it's yet. That's all. You also could say along those lines with Rodgers, uh, given that, you know, he's shown a history to do that. Well, the Packers have shown a history that every time they move on to the next quarterback, they turn out to be incredible. <laughs> so for that reason, Jordan Love is going to have a great year. That goes all the way back to Mikowski. They went from Mikowski to Favre, Favre to Rodgers, and now Rodgers to Love. So you you hope and pray that that is the succession plan, and that holds to be true. I mean, think about it. This well, then again, it's all different personnel. It's all different scouting. It's all different people. You know, it's because the G, though they have. It's, it's a secret it's sauce. Like, it's something. Yeah, it's kind of like uh, it's kind of like Cardinals. You know, they always churn out that one pitcher that comes out of nowhere and starts against the Brewers and makes his major league debut and shuts them down. And he's always the thorn in their side for years and years and years to come. Oh, it's, it's like Iowa defensive lineman. <laughs> yes. Linebackers, things of yes. that nature. 
No, Let's seriously, though, there is something. No, I get it. There's something I think to be said about the benefit of the doubt, not in terms of the roster moves Gutekinds has made in the draft and free agency and the ones mm-hmm. that will come, but in right. the fact that I think he has proven to be a competent to very, very high-level NFL GM, and all the guys that are in the building I trust with personnel. So I think there's some benefit of the doubt to be given with moving on to a guy that they see things in, yeah, which is love. No, I understand that. I, I mean, again, I'm not big on love, and maybe that's the reason I have the bias I do, and and people know that. So, uh, and it and it's irritating because, <laughs> you know, I want to see Jordan Love do well. I just I, I I'm like Gutekunst. I'm like Tom Clements. I'm like, you know, Matt Lafleur and anybody else. I, I we've seen him play bad football. We saw him last year play a few snaps of really good football. And the the whole body of work is completely incomplete. Um, up until this last season, there was nothing there to make you believe that he was going to be the next coming. I didn't believe it when he was drafted. I didn't believe it up until this past year. This past year made me – I saw a few glimpses of things that were better, but a few glimpses of things does not make a career. I don't have high hopes. I've had tempered expectations from the beginning. I've cherished 30-plus years of Hall of Fame quarterback play, and I'm mentally preparing myself for something that isn't. And while hope rings eternal, and we all know that, I think I'm just trying to be the voice in the wilderness here to say, temper it, man. You, he's not Favre. He's not Rodgers. Just temper it. You got to figure out another way to win, and my choice to win is you got to have a better defense. And then they went out and got good defensive players. They've got some big bodies. They've got a lot of first rounders, and you're turning it over to a guy who has the propensity to play soft and play not to lose rather than play to win and play aggressive, which pisses me off. And you've got a, a head coach that's been schooled numerous times in big moments. And I hope he grabs the team again by the scruff of the neck and says, I'm back. I'm better than ever. I'm not going to let anybody walk on me like I've put up with the last two years. And there's there's so much what if and garbage going on there right now. I just don't know if this team's going to be successful and if they're going to be setting themselves up for success for the next few years. I, I just don't know. And people want to be optimistic. I want to be optimistic. I'm a fan. I'm a fan first. But I'm just trying to be the one that doesn't go over my skis and say everything's great, here comes the championship season, only to see them win six games and look like a buffoon because my heart was above my head <laughs> and my logic and my reality. Yeah, I That's can be what... that guy. I can be that guy. <laughs> yes, I, a final thought. If yes. Jordan Love wasn't great, if, he, if, if the guys in the building didn't think that he'd be great, wouldn't Tom Clements have just retired when Rodgers left? Like, that dude's old as hell. And he said he came to Green Bay to work with Rodgers. So Rodgers is gone. There, I, the more of those little signs I think about, the more I think it's there's something there. I also go back to the press conference of Devontae Adams leaving and saying, uh, yeah, I, I like Jordan. He's a good guy, but... And then he went on to something else. Yeah, whatever. He doesn't know quarterbacks. <laughs> so... He wanted to play with Derek I, I don't Carr. know. I, I Look, I, I, don't, I don't. Yeah, he called Jerry, Derek Carr the next Hall of Famer. Yeah, so he's right. no QB coach. Yeah, he's, 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 not a, he's not a QB connoisseur of talent, that's for sure. But, I, look, I, I hope Jordan Love plays well. I hope he does well. Uh, you know, I, I pray for personally as a Packers fan and for our business, it, it bodes well. But I, I just don't know. And I'm, I'm really – I was not impressed coming out of college. And I still to this day can't understand jumping up 
to get him. Maybe someday Gutekunst is going to say, hey, there was this team. We coveted this guy because of this, and this team was going to go get him, and I couldn't tell anybody, blah, blah, blah. Maybe we find out one day. I don't know. Uh, let's do this. We're going to step out, take a quick break, come back, wrap things up with what do we miss on this Friday coming up next. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. show final segment before we get out of here and uh, enjoying uh, the day here at road america thanks to the uh, staff and management here at road america fantastic people and treat us so well and thanks for allowing us to uh, you know bust into the new studio here that we've never been in before and uh, just treating us like gold so thanks so much to everybody here at road america and we will be back again here uh coming up in uh, the uh, june 15th 16th 17th and 18th weekend and Friday, Saturday, Sunday, we're going to be here for the NTT IndyCar Series uh, coming up in mid-June. So really looking forward to that as well. It's time now for What Did We Miss? All right. I have a PGA Championship updates in a second. After this, uh, a amazing tweet from Sky News that links an article that is headlined, Big Ben fails to bong for second time in a week. <laughs> now, obviously, this is in relation to the the large clock called Big Ben. People are making right. their Ben Roethlisberger jokes. But some uh, some concern across the pond because the big clock is not bonging. The big clock is not bonging. Is the bell gone bad or what? Those are their words, not mine, for the record. Okay, gotcha. So the so Big Ben is not uh, throwing off to none of that's happening. Big right Ben now, is right? failing to bong, failing to bong, whatever okay. that means. That's I mean, it's clear what it means, but it could mean yeah. a lot of other things. It can. Um, all right, I I sent you a tweet. Victor Hovland's at it again. Just absolutely I atrocious saw outfit. He looks like another type of Hot Wheels car. Orange suspenders. I I don't. I am out of words to describe how hideous it is. Now the orange uh, pants are know. sick, but put the orange yeah. pants with something normal, not a white shirt with orange like fire flame balls coming right. down the sleeves. Oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah, it's not a good look. I will admit that it's not a good look. No doubt. Apparently, he was asked <laughs> about his outfit after the round yesterday, and he yeah. said. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I wear a lot of normal stuff off the course. Uh They they pay me to wear this. (laughs) Yeah, well, they shouldn't, and he should never wear it again. Yeah. What a day. (laughs) Well, he's playing well. He's up to solo four, minus three. Your boy Morikawa is at even, tied for 13th, only five back. Scheffler's doing his whole thing. He's probably going to win. Coming back. There we go. Somewhat easily. The uh, Some right. chaos out there. There was a big, big cheers today for people that brought leaf blowers onto the green to spray pollen off. That's the vibe out really? there. It's raining. It's windy. It looks disgusting. No one's scoring okay. well. Um, but we did get PGA pro Michael Block, who, like the PGA pros, I don't think anyone's finished top 20 in uh, 40 years. Like maybe they make the cut, but they don't come close. He was one off the lead on the par three fifth 
and hit one of the most vicious shanks I have ever seen on television. It was disgusting. Like you and I would do, just straight right, right just right blinker on, kind of like uh, <laughs> at, at Road America if you're approaching one of those turns. He made double, uh, but he got in the house at even. So he's only yeah. five off the lead. Clearly made the cut, but like kind of in the mix for a PGA yeah. pro. All Pretty right. cool. <laughs> what else? Yeah, Mitch Trubisky signed again with the Steelers. Three years. Three-year deal. <laughs> three-year deal. Yeah. Saw that. I know no one cares about my fantasy team, but I uh, I picked him up last year. Yeah. Thinking that Kenny Pickett stinks, which I still do. He has tiny yeah, hands. Right. So maybe this is the maybe this is the message to the fan base that you know Pickett probably won't work out. So we're gonna go to a guy that's even worse than him, Mitch Trubisky. Gotcha. There you have it. All right. Come Monday, we have less than a week to go for the return of one young Ben Kenny as he's getting ready to effort off towards Philadelphia. So next week will be a special week. Thanks to the staff and management of Road America for having us out here. It's been an absolute blast. And uh, we'll be back at it again. you got Brewers baseball coming up tonight. Brewers tonight, Hauser on the mound against uh, McClanahan, who McClanahan has not taken a loss yet this year. And don't forget, watch party down at Stenny's. Admirals, they get the win tonight. They advance into the Calder Cups uh, Conference Finals. Go Admirals. Time for us to go. Have a go. Hoop.